0: those literary licensed podcast episodes. Ben Stokes here, exploring all things Collins Fort, Maine, and following the likes of the Collins family, and the friends and foes, with your co-hosts, Tom Diamond, Jesse Fultz, Mickey Ray, and Keith Chalgo, Collins family, story about blood relations, literally.
1: Your podcast in this Dark Shadows week, we'll be discussing episodes from June to July 1970, which includes episodes number 1026 and 1070. And before we get started, let's find out who's with us. We got Tom Diamond with us. Hello, Tom.
0: Hello, everybody. I am so happy to see you after last month. I was only on for part of the for part of the show because I was on pain meds uh, for a fracture and uh, came in, but. But the trooper that I am came in at the last minute, and everybody said, oh, it's him. And thank you very much. I'm very glad I'm here today.
1: And we got Vicky Ray with us. Hello, Vicki. Hi,
2: everybody. Glad to see y'all again.
1: And I'm your host, Keith Shago. And before we get started, let's find out what we've been up to starting to do. Vicky. what have you been up to since last time we spoke to you?
2: Sweating. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> summer has arrived in the Dallas area. Let's put it that way. Um, not a lot. I'm just trying to well, actually, my, my head has been trying to get vapor locked around that book that we're doing for a uh, book to screen in a week or two. that one's kind of that one's definitely a, char- a, cha- a challenger for me. I just got to get my mind. I think I'm going Japanese, you know, and then I'll be all right. But I found some really cool movies this week. Actually, I got Peacock for free for a couple months, so I decided to watch – what did I watch? I watched Moonfall, finally. Excellent sci-fi if you're just out to have fun. But the ending's a little, you know, cheesy. You know, we know how everybody's happy that they've saved the world and they get the obligatory hugs and the looks into the camera. But it was still a good movie. I I thought it was excellent, actually. And I finally watched Northmen. I have been wanting to watch Northmen for so long now, and I finally got a chance to watch it. And it was different. It was brutal, like I thought it would be. But, I mean, if you're a, a Vikings fan and all that stuff, definitely watch it. And because everybody was complaining about the new Firestarter, I had to watch it. Any of you guys watch the new Firestarter with uh, Zach Efron?
0: I've heard of it. How is it?
2: It, it's 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 engaging, but the problem no. is the characters are hard to get invested in. You almost don't like any of them, even Charlie. Mm. I mean, she doesn't have Drew Barrymore's warm and fuzzy, if you know what I mean.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But other than that, I watched a couple of good old ones like I sell the Dead with uh, Dom Mangadon, played one of the played Fi I think. and it was just it was just a really entertaining little old movie about Brave Robbers. And a couple other ones. One with Bill Paxton. It was old. It had to be his first uh, role, like uh, Mortuary. Anybody seen that? Keith?
1: Um, A long time ago.
2: And Grave of the Vampire. I mean. Oh, I
1: remember that. (laughs) Oh,
2: my God. It's a raping vampire. (laughs) The vampire was a pervert before he became a vampire, and he does not shake it after when he's in the undead. Let's put it that way. But that was also kind of fun to watch, those old ones are.
0: He rapes somebody, doesn't he? He rapes huh? somebody and has a kid with him, kid a kid with her.
2: Yes, yes, the kid. Yeah, it's just um, so weird. It's a weird. It's got a weird vibe, it's, it, but it's fun old movie. You know, just I love. I've been watching a lot of the older stuff, trying to kind of shy away from the tube a lot, like news and things like that. Trying to start a different regimen. So, but other than that, everything's cool. What about y'all? Uh,
0: what about what are you then up to, Tom? So I have, uh, so my TV, I've just been binging on Night Court and I'm on the last season <laughs> of it now. It's uh, it's it's fantastic. I and, love Night uh, Court. It's, uh, the writing was uh, so well. And uh, I didn't even know that uh, Tom Larroquette, uh, John Larroquette got four Emmys uh, for his performance. I didn't know that there. either, actually. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, and it's a shame that uh the two main characters, Marky Post is gone and uh
2: right.
0: the uh the guy who played uh the judge uh passed away, I think ten yeah, years. Yeah, he
2: did. I really liked him too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A friend of mine actually uh was a member or well, he was a friend of his because they're both they were both members of the International Magicians uh because uh he was he was really, really into that. The midwife uh, series, the British series about the midwife, uh, which occurs in 1957, and uh, she's uh, assigned to a kind of a kind of a nunnery. No, not a nunnery, but she's assigned to a
2: uh,
0: convent. She's assigned to a kind of a convent, and they take care of. and they care, take care of the pregnant women. And it's been going on for 10 years. And it was right. like really, really good. And uh, I haven't had a chance, but I will uh, catch up on Star Trek uh, New Worlds, which is supposedly. Uh, is that the best new one
2: on Peacock or Paramount or something? It's on
0: Paramount. It's on okay. Paramount Plus. Yeah, and, I've heard a
2: lot of good things about that.
0: Yeah, best thing since Peanut Butter and Jelly. And uh, so I'm, you know, so that I'm I'm kind of looking for. And I understand that they renewed Discovery for a fifth season, Uh, so that ought to be interesting. Yeah, and uh, there may be a little, not sure, but there may be a mini series with Picard uh, when he was on the Stargazer prior to the prior to the next season, which they're talking about being the last season. Oh, I saw something uh, about that on TNZ. Was that?
2: I read something about, about it on the TNZ thing, uh, yeah. they put their, their uh, big than, letter thing. Uh, they uh-huh. also said Indiana Jones was getting another installment too.
0: Oh, oh really? Well, that they, they've they been trying to make that movie for a long time. And he trying to figure out it.
2: how, I guess the boy is all grown up and, and uh, I guess I would think Harrison Ford is sort of like how Sean Connery was, maybe he, I don't know
0: he was breaking his he was breaking his leg or breaking his hip or something like that. He kept getting injured on the set and they yeah. had to uh and he had to stop it for a little while, but I guess sooner or later uh and uh by and quite by accident, everybody uh I came across uh through my fiance who was a private duty nurse. And worked for somebody who has been with Trump. Uh, been a good friend of Mr. Trump for forty years, and uh, she had to go to a lunch uh, at Ma- at Mar-a-Lago, which was given for the Navy Seals. And he was autographing hats, his MAGA hats, uh, the red uh, with the white lettering, and he was autographing it on the brim. And it's a special edition uh, MAGA hat. It says that on the it says that on the brim. And it's, of course, red. And anyway, the bottom line is that she got one for me, and I would like to sell it. So if anyone is interested, <clears throat> um, shoot your bid. Uh, it's not going to be $0.25. Cents, uh, and you could uh, send that to info at Keith's which keeps kind permission. And that's info at com. And uh any serious takers, serious takers only. Uh and uh that will have to be paid to my PayPal account. And uh if things get serious, I'll uh, be ha- I'll uh be forwarding the lucky uh the lucky person uh that information at that time. And of course, if that person gives me the email, I'll be happy to send pictures of the hat. Uh, From all sides, just to make sure it's uh, just so that person realizes that they're getting the real thing. So I thank you for that. Other than that, I am I am resting up uh, dealing with uh, a couple of minor health issues. And uh, here I am.
2: Here he is. Here I am. In charge.
0: He looks good,
2: people. He's all right.
0: Oh, I try. I try. What's going on with you, Keith?
1: Um, not a lot, getting um, season six website up and out. So that'll be up by Monday, G- getting the newsletter out next week, um, organizing guests, getting all the new crew that we got coming on board for our new co-hosts that we got coming on board. Got about four new co-hosts joining us for season six and getting the guests sorted out. So doing all that, because that starts in September, which is not far away, only, well, less than eight weeks away um and then what else am i doing oh just signed a i'm uh, trying i signed a contract for a new game that will be out in 2026 and so i have to write 500 pages worth of dialogue which i'm doing right. at the moment so you're the man um, for
2: it you the man yeah
1: it's, uh, yeah it's keeping me busy a bit what's tired the plot? and plot what's the plot a p- apocalyptic world of uh, course and and you're a survivor and you're a survivor and you meet different <laughs> factions and things try to kill you and you got to kill them and you ca- ca- get sent on different quests it's an open world and the whole game from beginning to end should probably take you a good 150 to 200 hours
2: it's wicked
1: so, so. nice but yeah but it's like um there's already buzz on the internet about it, so that's quite good. I can't give the name of it out or anything like that because the NDAs, so, but yeah, so that's going to be quite good. So they came to me, and then I got another twenty-two contracts to fill after that. So, but besides that, um, been watching Paramount Plus for free over here. So I've um, been watching The Offer. Takes the I
2: love that. that show. I hated the end. I wanted another season. They gotta do another movie for part two. (laughs) Excellent series so far.
1: But I'm liking that and I'm liking Halo, which I'm liking a lot as well. Halo's pretty good. And then I started to start um whatchamacallit, um Stranger Things from Beginning because I don't know what the hell's going on. So I kind of lost the plot there. So Which one? Stranger Things.
2: Stranger Things. I had to go watch the last, like, five of the last season before I started this one because I because it's been so long since they put out another season because yeah. of COVID and stuff. So I had to go and uh, try to refresh my memory, but I was really bummed you know, I just got to wait for the ending mm. next. I think they're going to do another season after that. I think she's got one more book. I could be wrong.
1: Yeah. So besides but the voice is really good,
2: too. Got to yeah, mention the not, boys. That's yeah, such I'm an awesome show. An I don't care. I mean, it was excellent today. I won't tell you what happened, but it was just you're going to love today if you watch today. So you're just going to love it. That's all I could say, it was so good.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much it, really. So just keeping busy and been a heat wave here, and everything's going on strike. So the two's been on strike, so you can't go anywhere. let's on strike again. Who's on um, strike? And then, the transportation in really, all I heard something about
2: that on Sky News
1: it is the biggest strike that the UK's ever seen. So, and then the teachers are going on strike in two weeks' time, and then the NHS is going on strike where all hospitals are closing down. On the
0: bandwagon. My god, so, And it
2: rains, it pours, man.
0: What's yeah, the COVID but, situation? I,
1: mean, I will be on strike. I'm not part of a union, so I'll be going to work. So,
0: what's the COVID situation?
1: Um it's going back up again but that's what i mean we're not going to be we're no more lockdowns you have to learn to live with it mm-hmm. not much you can do about it anymore mm-hmm. um it keeps you know we have open borders and free transportation and you know it's gonna always you know it's always gonna Welcome keep to changing and so that's yep. just the way life is so yeah This and really on is. that note Let's talk about <laughs> Dark Shadows Yay <laughs> um, Scene 1 The Saga of Angelique Barnabas <laughs> makes an attempt to discover if Alexa Is really Angelique Angelique makes a confession to her stepfather Timothy Stokes Stokes explains that the life force of another woman Has enabled Angelique to return In the parallel time room Angelique sees counterparts in the present time Angelique locks Julie inside a secret room In Collinswood Basement so, Vix, what are your thoughts about the saga of Angelique?
2: Well, it kind of was really slow in the beginning, I have to admit. It took a while. Then I realized, you know, because of Tom, I believe, told me that they had just started filming in upstate New York, didn't they? The first mm-hmm. Shadow's movie?
0: Mm-hmm. I was it during yeah, this yeah. time? Well, they're,
1: com- they're-, they're coming to an end to it now, as you see, everyone's starting to come back. Because box. there's in a limited box, cast.
2: Yes. Well, you can tell this is a limited cast, and this is kind of a showcase for angelique's uh, character i think mm-hmm. i mean it was kind of hard to watch in the beginning i guess what were what was is it rebecca's storyline kind of sort of you that's know that's the
1: maggie that's Maggie storyline is the rebecca storyline
2: sto- okay but angelique is the other woman though the other wife yeah. so they kind of twist around each other i don't know i thought it was kind of intriguing i mean i, I kind of liked watching her go back and forth doing alexis and, and her in um, the storyline. Um, she's I just did. brilliant in this. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a nice change of pace. Uh, some of it was a little tedious. Like, you know, the usual things that go on.
1: I didn't but. find that much difference between her being Alexis and her being Angelique, except being a kinder
0: Angelique. I mean,
2: well, I, don't I didn't know. really think she was a kinder Angelique. I thought she had her own agenda too. Uh,
0: I think yeah. she was. I think that she was so. <clears throat> Lara Park was so used to playing the evil uh, Angelique that when it finally came time to play a goodie, two shoes, uh, <clears throat> the the kind of equivalent of Vicky. Uh, she she didn't come across uh, because mm-hmm. people were so used to seeing her in the evil role. And uh, <clears throat> I will tell you that, and you know, I've mentioned this, uh, of course, I was on payments when I mentioned this, but I said <laughs> that uh, the uh, <clears throat> uh, prior to Barnabas finally being let out of the coffin, and of course, that was that was cool uh, when John Yeager found him and was about to Right. Uh, he was about to open them and uh, <clears throat> and Willie and Willie hit him over the head. And uh, th- but prior to p- prior to Barnabas coming back, which is when you really knew that the House of Dark Shadows, the main stuff was over, it was uh, it was it was watered down. There was something missing. And I immediately realized when he came back, and it just goes to show you the strength of Fred in, in, in terms of the show. Um, he, uh, all of a sudden, things went up a notch. Uh, what I didn't like about this particular scene was uh Roger acting. Uh, oh, I love you, Angelique, I love you, you know, that kind of thing. You're like, a Everybody mil-
2: loved Angelique then.
0: Yeah, but especially him. He acted like a goddamn milksop. And it turns out that he and.
2: But all uh, men just milksop at Angelique's feet. That's just the oh, way it is. She's a not, hot witch.
0: Well, not Barnabas. <laughs> Barnabas didn't. And, well, uh, it, Barnabas
2: obviously a- did once upon a time.
0: Well, it's well, it is interesting that they did explain that in that in that uh band of time, Angelique was also there back as Josette's handmaid, but she met somebody else and married and yeah. that's like Barnabas married Josette. Angelique married somebody else and blah, blah, blah. Um
2: <clears throat> was Jim, was Barnabas supposed to be happy somewhere else, his other Barnabas, or is he in a yes? Yes he's it, happy somewhere else. In
0: the, in in the parallel time band. Originally, he lived he a he he lived uh, he lived a decent life with Josette, okay. and he died, and he uh, he lived till sixty years old, and, and I think there was an interesting scene that they could like be- ten years after what he is now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. 1770 to 1830, but they did have, they could have used this to more of an advantage where Barnabas had gone to the grave of the other Barnabas and asked him for help, and that would have been interesting to see.
2: That would have really been cool. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that would have been kind of cool. Intriguing.
0: Yeah, and so what do they do instead? They send Parallel Time Joshua, uh, who's got this, yeah, the ghost of Parallel Time Joshua with his uh, with his purple uh <clears throat> with his purple coat or something like that who
2: and his bad you know, attitude
0: gives the warning, and I'm the guardian of the family, and you must not the blah 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 I think they missed an opportunity there <clears throat> and uh, that, that's
2: true that would have been it. i think
0: I think they missed a lot of opportunities in this mm-hmm.
1: in this mm-hmm. block anyway i think mm-hmm. you know. You know, when we get to Maggie, Maggie would have been better as Alexis, as the Alexis character, because that would have been nice to see a change there. We could have Angelique as the Maggie character in the Rebecca storyline. Do you know what I mean? Just change it up so everyone's doing something different. I bet Make you Maggie but, evil. She, she did
2: <laughs> specify before she would have liked to have been evil once in a while.
0: Well, yeah,
1: I, but I'm just in there saying that it would it would have been it would have been nice if the writers go okay, let's you know, because basically what we're getting is we're getting the same storylines refurbished and i mean you know i guess maybe because we've been covering this so quickly anyway that maybe if if we were watching it when it was happening live you know back in the day maybe we wouldn't notice them more but there is a lot of repetition going on at the moment it's like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh we've been down this road again here we go again well do you think
2: maybe dan curtis had overextended himself Trying to keep both going maybe?
1: I know, I, I think basically is that when they got, I think when they tried something new and which was really exciting is the last time was Leviathan. But because I think they listened too much to the fans and they should have continued down that road, I think it would have, um, I think it would have probably, the audience probably would have dipped, but I think the audience probably would have come back because they would have kept being more experimental. But I think once that didn't, please people i think what happened is like okay well let's just go back to doing what we're doing I'm, okay fine we tried it let's just go back forget it let's not try anything new anymore and the parallel time is a chance where they could have actually really done some, something exciting about because the idea is i excellent. agree yeah
0: yeah but i, I, I like the i like, like the concept the story Dines. I like the concept of parallel time. Uh, I like the concept of Trask now being the real servant, you know, and he kind of took over when, uh, Grayson Hall needed to take a vacation. And, uh, the, and the only thing is bringing, uh, Thayer David in is Timothy Stokes and, the, and they make him look like a, uh, uh, somebody out of the 1920s, like a, uh, a speakeasy uh, bartender with the, uh, you know, with that with that hair, and, uh, and and don't really. He's he's a scientist that is the first one to deal in the black arts. Well, that's right. a lot of baloney. Well, maybe in that time band because well, Professor still Stokes,
1: doesn't make sense though because he's yeah. the stepfather of Angelique. So how did Angelique end up with the Stokes surname if that's the stepfather? <laughs> Like did mm-hmm. he the adopter? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, he didn't.
2: Okay, he was a stepfather. He wasn't their biological father. No, he was their right. stepfather.
1: So how, did, how did Alexis him. end up with the last name Stokes?
2: He was a uh, stepfather. Yeah. I mean, he, just, they back then they took the name of the stepfather and the children did.
1: Yeah, Did they?
2: Well, they did. If Mom got
1: remarried. If mom got remarried, you have to adopt the children in order to get I wonder them what married. happened
0: to mom. <laughs> and now, who
2: was mom?
0: And that, they don't say, <clears throat> and that's completely. Uh, they should have brought Diana Malay back. That would have been fun. Oh God, uh, that
2: would have been great. Yeah, I, yeah, you can't yeah, top yeah. that Phoenix storyline, though.
0: I, I agree with Keith. I think there were <laughs> a number of missed opportunities, and uh, in, 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 during the whole during the whole thing, but every once in a while they hit something, and then they they kind of hit it and they. Ran away from it. I love the scene where Barnabas actually returned to present time to have a little short discussion with Julia uh, in the present time room. And Julia, of course, said, oh, Barnabas, you're safe. You're here. You're this. And he's saying, I must go back yeah. to Maggie. You know, that kind of thing. And they had this little thing. And then for some reason, and I think they cut they cut the uh, scene very badly because right. all of a sudden, uh, we don't know how Julia manages to leave the room and Barnabas uh, winds up uh, back in the parallel time band. And Julia's knocking There's on the lot. door again saying,
2: oh, Barnabas. I, I mean, I fell asleep, I think, during one of the episodes. You know, sometimes <laughs> I'll just sit there and jam on them. It's like, okay, well, I kind of know what's going on in this one. So I should be all right. next. I have to go back and find which one I fell asleep on. Says I couldn't make heads or tails out of the rest of them without that one upset. It's like I totally had no clue what was going
1: on. Well, since (laughs) we're going there, we might as well go to (laughs) scene two The Perils of Maggie. (laughs) (laughs) jaeger <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ye- rents a rundown farmhouse dum, as cyrus dum, he asks maggie dum, to meet him dum, on widow's hill jaeger and angelique agree on a plan he kidnaps maggie hiding her at the farmhouse jaeger yeah. forces uh, maggie to write a note to quentin angelique asks stokes for help farmer realizes that there is a connection between cyrus and jaeger cyrus transforms into jaeger he returns to the farmhouse ready to kill maggie Angelique tries to make Quentin believe that Maggie is a witch. Quentin reveals to Barnabas the evidence of witchcraft he found in Maggie's possession. Maggie has a nightmare of an angry Quentin attempting to strangle her. After being hypnotized, Maggie is prepared to shoot Quentin. And Quentin reveals the secret to Maggie. Following revenge on Barnabas and in a rage, Stokes seizes Maggie. So basically, we got Maggie being kidnapped by everyone.
2: And locked in a <laughs> cell everything. again. It's like, come on.
1: <laughs> I, uh, just, they missed
2: miss the momentum with this. And they don't even say why Jaeger got fascinated with her. Why? Why was he fixated
0: it on her? It was May. actually, if you remember, it was Cyrus that all of a sudden he's talking to Maggie, who comes to him in that uh, in the lab, which, by the way, that lab is a redress of the Count Patafi lab. I don't know whether yeah. you've ever realized yeah. it uh so stairs it's were of, a dead giveaway yeah, kind of <laughs> <interesting>, yeah. <laughs> so so it's, it's, it's kind of interesting, but you know so so Maggie is looking for support, and all of a sudden Cyrus is looking at her and and the and the uh and the testosterone starts working and uh you know and he's and he's why are you staring at me, Cyrus? You know, and he goes, Oh no, that's quite all right. You know, you know, I just yeah. and and then of course he starts thinking of, well, he certainly can't go after her Cyrus, but John Yeager can't. So that's how that that that's how that starts. I like but, how
2: they kind of kind of chilled that widow's peak and that shoe polish down a little bit. It made it oh. look a little more realistic. I don't know how they did that back and forth a little bit with him. I
0: thought he did a fantastic job, Chris. Pennington. Yeah, he was very Ooh, good. Chris? I, I oh yeah, Chris Pennick, sure. Chris Pennock, I thought was was really marvelous in terms of uh, in terms. I of thought the, he was pretty uh, outstanding.
2: Characters. I yeah, thought yeah, yeah, he
0: he really was marvelous. And now I just realized they probably shared the boot black between John boot Yeager black. and Stokes and Stokes. Yeah, the the the, the dye. Yeah, you know, the dye for the hair. They probably she shared polished. that between between Stokes and Yeager because it's the same color. Uh he so, was
2: he was such a lovable bad scientist when he was Cyrus, though. He was just like wanted to pinch his cheeks, he was so sweet, and then he I mean well, he did a great job. It was almost a pathetic figure, you
1: know.
0: But he throws well, the Sabrina opposite, to the yeah,
1: thing about it though is that he's got God, what's her name? Sabrina, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yep. He's got Sabrina, and the thing is, is like how it's, it's, well, I mean, the thing is' it's like she's so not used. she's just kind of just there, yeah, and it would would have made more sense for Jaeger to to go after Sabrina and have Cyrus trying to protect Sabrina, but basically it's the two you know they're the same one and the same person. But, and that would have been more fun. Like, but I was like, okay, so Cyrus is best friends with Quentin now he's going after Quentin's wife, so this is kind of weird now. Do you know what I mean? And, and yeah. I How that many there different were, writers
2: like, did we have on this one I
0: sequence? don't know. So you had Caldwell and uh, Russell. Cold, they brought Joe Caldwell back, which I was surprised to see. Joe Caldwell was in the first year. So apparently they uh, brought him back for some, uh, you know, for some extra stuff. Um, well, that's probably was, where we got the whole
1: farmhouse Maggie, Ma- Maggie um, being kept prisoner in a farmhouse. Didn't Caldwell do that with Victoria and? Um, <laughs> he, about Adam? Adam? he
2: brings all of her clothes and everything else there. What about Four dresses and a closet, no toilet.
0: <laughs> <But> that, <laughs> like, yeah, that would have been some. How the heck did she? Did they ever get away with that? Nobody Uh, goes
2: to the bathroom in DS. I swear to God. (laughs) No,
1: I don't. To be honest, I don't. Star Trek
0: either. No, uh, I don't.
1: I don't think um, television showed a bathroom with uh, with a a toilet until like something like like the 80s. Well, the Brady Bunch didn't have a toilet in the
2: bathroom. Star Trek: Next
0: Generation probably did it, Uh, and uh, and and just a little a, a little glimpse of that. People don't believe it. When you uh, oh.
2: think about it, though, Brady Bunch did not have a toilet. That's
1: no, they bathroom. didn't. Oh, but they Hughes shared tri- a bathroom with no toilet, no shower. Yeah, oh, they They just said <laughs> they, they got a They connected the two buttons. rooms.
0: Oh, but here's trivia for you. The only room where they showed a TV set in Dark Shadows during its entire run. Anybody guess? Anybody make a guess? I'm
2: thinking, I'm thinking, because I know i seen it.
0: Oh uh-huh. my god! Nineteen ninety something? No, not nineteen ninety-five. No, no, no. That's no, before
1: no, no, they...
0: no. Dun 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 dun. It was the black da, and white. Dun 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 dun. I da, don't da, remember. Da, da. Just, just. It. Buffy Harrington. Buffy Harrington's apartment had a wow. TV set in parallel time.
1: I, didn't, I didn't notice.
0: And the, that is the only time you see a TV set. What do on people in Hollywood do for getting you
2: know, anyway? I mean, well, Carolyn's grown up; she's not hitting the, you know, the, the bars anymore.
1: Well, I mean, to be honest, if they had a TV set, there'd probably be a lot less drama going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they
2: definitely need something else to, you know. But I mean, Maggie, other than than Julia, probably gets. Should get creds for being the most strangled woman on the show. Well, I don't know. All the she
0: women took over from Vicky. She bit. took over from Vicky.
2: There's no Me Too movement back then, they just strangle all the women.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we got Maggie.
1: So we got Maggie repeating the Matthew Morgan storyline with <laughs> the, right in the part of Victoria,
0: and then, <laughs> and then Liz repeating the Vicky Liz storyline with Maggie. The yeah. parallel time Liz, you know, really takes her side and wants things to work out with Quentin and always uh, fights yeah. for her and stuff like that. And even though Liz does not have the power that she has in the time band we're aware, we're right. aware of, she still is uh, empathetic enough.
2: Right. And
0: and so there's again this is this is the imitation of of the Liz Vicky thing. There are just too many, there's just there's just too many crossovers, and not enough original. With the right. exception, perhaps, of uh, maybe you know we're getting into this with the other scenes. Uh, why uh, Angelique? Where Angelique gets her life force from? Right. And even then, that's a little bit of a takeoff on Adam, but not quite. no, but, yeah, but
2: they were going there. Because yeah. you noticed that the, the, the stuff came out that they used to, for Adam.
1: Yes. Which, uh, anyway, Yes. Well, it's also a little bit of the um, Phoenix storyline as well. Yeah. You know, where mm-hmm. she keeps, well, Angelique's that, she staring
2: into the fire. And... She needs to stay warm.
1: Yeah, well, like, so we got that's... that going on. And then we also got the part where... You know, David, well, we'll get we'll get into that with, you know, basically, if something happens with this person, it's going to affect this person as well, which is, you know, the Adam storyline. Uh, well, basically, campers, well. this is
2: Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, kind of, sort of. So,
1: well, I just think they could have been. I mean, the thing is, I like the idea. And I think Chris Pennick does a fantastic job. I, I just didn't. think they but I do think that maybe bringing Caldwell in. He's like, screw that. I'm just going to change. I'm just going to take the old scripts and just write people's uh, different uh, characters doing That's the same thing right. with it. So That's he probably, probably just right. got a really easy paycheck. That's what it feels like. That's probably. Uh, and they right. said before, but mate, you know, but then again, I guess like we g- need to probably remember a little bit that dark shadows was like flopping soap opera until barnabas came on. so these early episodes anyway might not have been in the social consciousness but since we've watched it from beginning to where we right. are now maybe that's the reason why we're noticing it more but maybe the audience at the time didn't notice it.
2: that's that true you know i would have never that that we are we can't we have the opportunity of retrospective you know yeah. to to you know look the height in hindsight because we have watched what we up to 1,070 episodes and going into yeah. the home stretch. But, you know, I mean, th- it's true, though, because I've never, well, we've done every episode. I don't know if there's any podcasts out there that do that, but, you know, it mm. does, it does help to watch. I, I was talking to somebody in another forum the other day ago in one of the horror forums and they started talking about, you know, they, they posted a picture of Diane Malay and we got to talking about. That part, a lot of people don't know about that. They only know episode mm-hmm. two hundred and eight on forward, and they 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 met. There's so, there's so many good things in there. So That was probably when Louis Edmonds shined the most. too. you know mm-hmm. the one-liners? The you know the, the the screaming boo outside of the attic door. You know story winners.
0: I think stuff. there were too many in this particular block. There were too many scenes of Louis Edmonds torturing Maggie. And uh telling he her such that, a
2: little twat in these. I
1: was
0: sitting though know, he's, he's a, so mean E-R-I-C-K, but, That's what he is. But, the,
1: but it but the thing is it's the thing about Roger, this is another thing though, you know, the, the what we love about Roger is that there's this droll, sarcastic bitchiness to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and which made it made him quite funny. Which, yeah. the humor's gone.
2: Yeah, they don't bring in that who, funny stuff. We,
1: I think it's, well, I think it's because he's disappeared for so long. Because, I mean, let's face right. it, his character's pretty much been written off. He just kind right. of just pops in. He's like Mrs. Johnson, just pops in every once in a while. And then there'll be months and months and months where you don't see him.
0: He's, well, you know, you'll he's see him again before the end of this. But uh, the thing that he gets I... On I, asked, I think
2: that, he gets on... Well, no, way. He goes to another soap. He does end up on... Um. All oh, my kids is it All oh, my, oh, my children my
1: yeah. Yeah, children no, but, like, 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 but in lying. the part of, like in the dark shadows universe, I think what happened was is that when they started bringing in all the other all the other characters, stuff like this that I think that whoever was writing for him, I think they lost they lost what Roger was a little yep. bit.
2: I agree with that.
1: With the exception, and because, and of, yeah, because he's been gone for so long. I mean, he. he I mean, to be That's honest, like, before he appeared as um, haunt, you know, going after Maggie, I think we got him in one scene in the previous block, and then we didn't see him for like two or three blocks. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the whole Levi thing was going on. I mean, he kind of appeared here and there, but you know, you, you know, oh, let you know, David, you know, leave David alone or whatever. Or there was whatever. only one and scene, and he just appeared for uh, m- episodes on end. So. Yeah, it's a bit like Mrs. Johnson. I mean, where in the hell has she been?
0: Oh, you she's know, not she's here. Been, she's not here in parallel uh, time. What was but, the uh,
2: secret Maggie with Quentin revealed to Maggie?
1: That he, was, that he wasn't actually not, about him not being part of the murder scheme.
0: Wasn't it?
2: Okay, because I couldn't remember because there's the so much secrecy and covert activity going on. I'm trying to keep Paul straight.
0: One of the things with Quentin, which I never liked about this, Quentin is he never believed his wife. Never. Ever, no, ever. he
2: never believed her. Just like he was married to one of the most vile, evil occultists on the planet, and he still thinks that his, his new wife is capable of being like her. It's kind of
0: She's just come amazing. On, Quentin. She should never come back from New York, actually.
2: I don't know why they even move into that. I would not want to move into a house that had a mistress like that. I mean, that was lorded over the place. Uh-uh.
1: Well, we don't even know why they got married. That's another thing. That's that like, was quite true. Who
2: gets married it, it, six months after somebody dies?
0: Seemed to me like well, a whirlwind uh, courtship, you know? Well, did he
1: want the she did he want a mother for David? Did he or did she have a trick pelvis? Or I mean they weren't <laughs> even sharing a bedroom. I mean the thing is is like they were I mean he was she had her own room, he had another room. I mean what kind of marriage is that anyway, to start off that way. I don't know,
2: but if you've been to the Palace of Versailles, Marie Antoinette has her own place, her own little palace out back, that's where she stayed, I'm all over that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> was the- oh yeah, but I'm just am just sitting there saying like here you are at the beginning of your relationship and you're yeah. starting out that way. Yeah, it's newlyweds
2: like- are always in, on each other and wanting to be in each other's face Precisely,
1: so- you just kind of want to just like be sucking face all the time. But well, no, there's not-, not. Well, I don't
2: think romance. romance has really blossomed yet seriously in the soap opera world yet. I mean, now they barely they got barely got a body stocking on or a General Hospital. You know, you just never know anymore but back then i think they were still trying to feel their way because let's face it they were women were homemakers and staying home and watching these shows for the most yeah. part and you just i guess i don't think they really knew how to, to pull out the romance thing completely yet you know
0: i do want to say though uh also that getting back to roger for a minute there was one scene between roger and liz and then it was revealed that they're brother and sister in this time band as well. And up to this point, you really don't know because it was never really, really quite scene. No, it
2: wasn't, was it?
0: No, yeah, it was months. It was months. But in this one scene, because uh, Liz is trying to tell Roger to lay off when it comes to Maggie, and uh, Roger is saying hey, she deserves what she gets and all that. But the, <laughs> yeah. But the two scenes... But the, but I should say the scene of them dealing with each other, the chemistry is back, right. and uh, and and it's and it's kind of like this could have been any time, then, You know, I mean, it's the Liz and Raj that we're used to, and they did not play up enough of that. Uh, in fact, they barely touched upon. Uh, well, do you think
2: that maybe in this time frame or t- whatever time link we're in, that they wanted to show maybe there was a. Fractured family dynamic going
0: on. Oh, I'm sure there was. Uh, it's. It, it. I don't it, think they knew exactly. I think they
1: were just. I think there's a lot of fumbling in the dark that was going on. A good there point. wasn't a lot of coherency. It's like what you thought. Like, I mean, there was the storyline. It's like you're like watching these characters, and like two day, two episodes later, all the characters. All the characters have changed as far as who they are. So you're like, I don't know what you know, it's like they're not none of the it's like I don't know, it's almost like a different writer was writing each episode and they weren't talking to each other. So Maggie'd be like, oh and next day she's like, Oh next, you know what I mean? It's just keep bound it's like watching a this this block just felt like watching a lot of schizophrenic people. <laughs>
2: There's lots work. of schizophrenia going on. I'm not gonna detract from that statement at all.
1: Because it's just that they weren't they weren't consistent with the way, you know, you know, they'll be one way when they first start, and then they and then they turn into something else, and then they'd be something else again. You're kind of going, What the hell is going on with these people? It's like they're not. Right, you got Maggie
2: anymore. trying to shoot Quentin after she gets hypnotized again. I mean, there's lots of all it's all manner of weirdness going on in this block. I got lost a couple of times. I have to admit, if you do not watch every one of these, you are going to lose some thread. You just don't. Well, again,
0: that's because of the intricacy of the plot they wanted. Uh, but the, I think the difference between uh, the 1897 where you always had uh, Barnabas, and uh, the, and he was uh, he was kind of the main focal point, whereas they all revolved around. There was a t- there was a period of time because they were doing the movie where uh-huh. Fred wasn't there, and you just get tired after a while of of, of looking at the coffin every episode. He's uh, he can't get out yet, you know that kind of thing. And, I mean, it's one thing maybe for a week or something, but after. After a few months, yeah, it's a good, it gets
2: good thing he old. came
0: back. Good yeah, thing he I came agree. back when he did. Because it was really getting it was really getting tedious.
2: Yeah. he's definitely pulling his weight though now, at least at the where I'm at. Things oh, sure. have kind of picked up a little bit, thank God.
0: Oh yeah, you can see that right now, you can see that right off. Are we ready for scene three, uh, Keith?
1: Yeah, scene three is a tale of two Hoffmans. (laughs) Hoffman spies Barnabas entering the secret room at the old house. Hoffman goes to the old house and prepares to stake Barnabas in his coffin. Dr. Julia Hoffman arrives from 1970 and confronts her housekeeper counterpart. Barnabas and Julia go to destroy the body used in Stokes' experiment to resurrect Angelique. Hamilton discusses suspicions of Julia with Angelique, and Barnabas and Julia become trapped in the parallel time room. I mean... This is another thing where I loved Hoffman as Mrs. Danvers from the Rebecca yes. storyline, but again, there was not enough of her. There needed to be more of her as this character. And I, I mean, but when, of course, when she comes back, it's Julia the Julia Hoffman that we all love and know. I mean, I love her as that person anyway, but I was really enjoying her as like the evil conniving one, you know, and I yeah. love that. But we did, there wasn't enough of it.
2: No. Yeah, you know, they could
1: really like amp that up a bit more. And I wish they did actually, because I really and,
0: and yet, I, yeah. go ahead, and, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Um, uh, well, yeah, I know what you're saying. I was just gonna say I enjoyed Barnabas and Julia's friendship all through this because they were kind of like Abbott and Costello. I mean, Julia's losing her <laughs> mind all the way up until episode twelve seven or eleven or ten seventy, easy. You know, I mean, oh, uh, you know, you would think that with all the the opportunities she's had with the supernatural, she wouldn't scream so much. <laughs> she's in on it, but she was just fucking losing it <laughs> towards the well, end. Oh, well, she
0: was so happy to see him again. Oh my
2: god! And I got it. yeah, and she was so happy, and their, their friendship is—they're just you know so solid now. You know, I just enjoyed watching. Oh, oh yeah, very deep
0: friendship. What I did like, actually, I remember this scene, seeing it as a kid in the first time. And I think looking at it from that standpoint and, uh, really, I think they, I think the anticipation in the psychic distance was proper. Uh, Hoffman was going to take a stake and put it through Barnabas's heart and nobody realized. Then she gets hit over the head by Julia. Uh, yeah. From our time. And that was, I thought, really good. I, I, I just I just said, wow, you know, uh, you know, because how is how is she going to get out of that one? Yeah. Uh, and uh, I always did enjoy the interaction when the characters somehow met in the parallel time room. Uh, in terms of going back and forth between the empty room and the, uh, although I would have liked to have seen the empty room more. Uh, I would have liked to have seen the reactions to the characters, uh, in terms of Barnabas. And they had a little of that. But I, and I would have liked to have seen that more. But this was, but this was, I think, a, uh, a minor, a minor spike in the, um, uh, in the block, uh, when, uh, when Julia kills Hoffman. And uh must be something to to kill yourself, you know, uh, that kind of thing. All kinds but of... Did
2: Angelique at this time throughout ever have any privacy? Everybody's in her bedroom all the time. No wonder she got evil and wanted to kill everybody. She enjoys
0: Oh, I think she enjoys it. Uh, and, I
2: mean, what was she, was she supposedly, I mean, Hoffman, okay. I, I, I kind of figured Julia was going to mix up a little bit, and she wasn't going to pull off Hoffman forever. But... I don't know. I just, I I think she said, she said one of those actresses that just wears it all over her face physically when when she's acting. I don't know. I just love her facial expressions. It's either very catatonic or it's, I don't give a shit. Or it's like, oh, you know, Julia, the many faces of Julia.
0: Although that new hairdo of hers, I was. uh...
2: I think, well, well, once they get rid of the, I think what they had to do was keep her fluffed up because they had to constantly readjust that bun. Uh, you know that had that i mean that was going back and forth a lot, but once she finally got rid of the that that one aspect of her character, she kind of you know the hair was back to early seventies
0: okay
1: Stand i to. um i quite i mean i i liked her when she's evil and I liked her when she came back and and the thing is there that there this tells you how great an actress is. i mean shes i mean she's an academy award a nominated actress yes, i mean if you've seen the iguana, that, right that's right um, i mean if you see her night of the iguana i mean i mean what i mean she plays a lesbian school teacher i mean she's fantastic in that yeah and you know she, she's also won quite a, a lot of drama critic awards on stage as well she's very and,
2: gifted she was very gifted,
1: and she could actually given a lot of these actors lessons about how to play two different people and how to keep yeah. them separate because she shines. I mean yeah, she, really she definitely
2: styled. shines through all of this. Yeah. This particular thread. When you can when you can play yourself or you know, that's not really completely yourself.
1: You know, mm-hmm. I, I
2: I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, I thought she did a great job. So yeah. And her just her interactions with Angelique and and her interactions with Barnabas, though. I mean, she's just so she did Barnabas, don't leave me here. Come get me, Barnabas, you know? And then, what is it? Uh, 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 Roxanne. We have Roxanne.
1: That comes. comes, Well, they (laughs) would have never
2: found Julia if it hadn't been for Roxanne.
1: This actually brings us to scene four. Who is doing the murdering? <laughs> Angelique tells Bruno that she needs more proof that Quentin was her murderer. Inspector Hamilton questions Quentin about Angelique's death. Quentin fights Bruno. Carolyn dreams of Angelique being dead and awakens claiming to know who the murderer is. Carolyn goes to the tower room where she encounters Angelique's murderer. Um, yeah, this was a lot of it's Quentin, it's Quentin, Quentin, and no, it's not.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that made the block more boring, uh, because uh, you know, again, it, <clears throat> it goes back to the who done it right. uh, that's been uh, that's been dandied about throughout the. I was th- waiting for Mr. Whole, Body to pop up. <laughs> you know, and who is it, Bruno? And I think everybody knows that Bruno did it, but nobody. Nobody was running after Bruno. Where was Stroker, by the way, during I don't this period Wasn't he time. dead already? He disappeared. That's in our time. That's in the original Okay, time.
1: that's
2: right. i try to keep these else straight. Okay.
0: But uh, but Stroker here was the pianist who composed Angelique's. Me? And, uh, you know, and she's, uh, he's finally convinced that uh, he thought that this was Angelique all along and he finally convinced that she's Alexis when, of course, she's Angelique. And it's just, um, it's 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 not it's not DS. It's one of its best moments, in my opinion. Um It kind of reminds me of Murder by Death. You
1: think <laughs> you know that <laughs> you know that classic movie? is like you know, where you get the greatest detectives, and it's written by Neil Simon. And they all go to the right places solve the murder, and you have like you know, you have like the blind butler and the deaf maid. and this yeah. is kind, of, kind of like good point. You're, uh, it is like you know, it's like all these clues, and then like it's, it sets up a preposterous. I, lo- I mean, it's one of my favorite movies, but it sets up a preposterous plot about I don't know, who done it. But none, none of it equals up to anything. It's like none yeah. of the clues equal up to what they tell you, and it and it reminds me of that Truman Capote at the very end of the movie goes. Yeah, I invited you all here because you know, you write all the greatest detective novels of all time, only to you know, introduce a character in the last five pages to murder it that never was even in the whole book. (laughs) And that's what this felt like.
0: (laughs) I agree. I agree. Oh God. And it works for Murder by Death, but it don't work for Dark Shadows. Yeah. No, Um, it didn't.
2: But I mean, I kind of think they might have gotten overwhelmed taking on those projects at the same time because, I mean, it it wasn't really like big Hollywood, was it? It It's kind of almost like an independent film.
1: Well, Well, we do. do, Yeah, it just, I don't know. They were just all over the place. It's like, well, I I I think Dark Shadows, I think the people involved in the production side of Dark Shadows, I don't think they're probably, I don't think multitasking was their strongest. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, at, at this point, when Thayer David came back, he actually replaced Hannah Stokes, Paul Lawrence, uh, who, had a, who was, by the way, has a very interesting uh, YouTube uh, interview of herself. Uh, Hannah Lawrence got on the show uh, through uh, Grayson Hall whose real name was Shirley Grayson at the time, and they did summer stock together, so they were all friends. And uh, But once they uh, once or David finished production on House of Dark Shadows, that was when he was uh, free to take over in that role. And if you notice, he uh, moves right into the same set that Hannah Lawrence was living in. As uh, as uh, Paul Lawrence, I should say, as Hannah has the same house, mm-hmm. so they never explain that. You know how how is it all of a sudden that, that Hannah could be living in one house and then uh, and then Timothy moves in just like that. Timothy moves right. in that same house, you know that kind of thing. So at this point, my point is is that uh, the movie was done. The movie was done already. Oh, Okay, we we weren't even
2: in post production yeah. or any of that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. The movie was done. And so now they have plenty of time to go back to the original show. And uh it looks like they had some pieces to pick up. And that's probably that may have been. Did anybody write
2: problem. this down?
0: <laughs> yeah. Anybody would write what down?
2: <laughs> what was going on before they were doing something else? That was a little <laughs> confusing for me. I don't know. And I mean I, I honestly I was trying to figure, well they quit and kill it, they could not kill it.
1: You know, I gave up the will of caring. <laughs> <That's laughs> my <was> like, oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> Which, now, I think things start taking a change when so we get to scene five. Yeah. Steal a body, get a new character. Barnabas decides to steal the body at Stokes' house, and a ghost appears. Barnabas and Will bring the body to the secret room at the old house. When Barnabas raises the body of Roxanne Drew to sit, Angelique collapses. Roxanne is able to walk and responds to the drawing of her by Claude North. Stokes attempts to find Roxanne. Barnabas discovers her in the Collins mausoleum. Julia decides to experiment on Roxanne, hoping to cause Angelique to die. At the command of Claude, Roxanne speaks. Roxanne comes to Barnabas. He and Hamilton search to find the missing Julia. Barnabas disclosed that he and Roxanne can never be together. Now, the love story between Barnabas and Roxanne came out of left field. was like, what? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, when did they have time to fall in love? I mean, in between all of his other earth-shattering loves. I was really thoroughly confused on this one. My guess <laughs>
0: is that they were getting, you know, they were getting tired. With, they were getting well. They couldn't run after Maggie because, you know, he he. By the way, at one point, wanted to bite Maggie again, and he was stopped from doing that by uh, uh, by Hoffman. And uh, then that was it. And then all of a sudden he wasn't lusting for Maggie anymore. So I think they wanted new literally the producers wanted new blood, uh, because he's with uh Maggie Josette all the time or or Buffy, Buffy's is uh you know, uh, you know, or the Doxies. So they brought on Donna Wandry uh as uh, and also Donna Wandry was very, you know, very young, very, very pretty. And, uh, and again, very that's
2: <laughs> very what
1: <laughs>
0: very boring.
2: The only thing that has really stood out, and I mean, I know this was back. I hope day, you're
0: not listening, too. Donna.
2: <laughs> very, very, no, it's not her fault. It was just a, it was a problem of the time. It's okay. My mother gave me one of those shag haircuts when I was a kid, and I was not happy. Okay, those were awful haircuts. I remember getting one when I was little. And I was not a happy child. I
0: think maybe wearing one is very different from looking at one, because I love the gyps- I love to look at gypsy shags, but if I were ever to wear one, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it just,
2: that's- it, the, 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 there was something emotionally scarring about the seventies, <laughs> the clothing, and the hairdos. Have you ever seen any of the, the the hairdos that for the barber shops for guys back then? I thought the oh, women's yeah. were funnier, but the men's are hysterical.
1: <laughs> oh, so, I mean, in those days, I only, I had a regular haircut, so it was called
2: boys regular. Yeah, they still call them a boys regular,
1: which is basically all just,
2: this time.
1: Just short on the sides and a little bit of a little bit of fringe, isn't it? But at least I did. At least I did. I mean, it could have been worse. My parents could have given me the bowl cut, which <laughs> like. <laughs> With kids on kids on American television always had the bowl cut. Yeah. They? Like someone put a bowl and they Ricky cut it. Ricky Schroeder. All of them did. <laughs> all of them did. Or a buzzsaw cut. Sometimes, or you, a, or a sometimes, or a sometimes you still see it. Yeah. So I'm lucky I didn't have that. So life could have been worse.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think we can agree.
1: It
0: was a publicity. I think they wanted... For it to be associated with the younger woman again and uh, uh, kind of pick, you know, kind of pick it up and uh, now give a new uh, now give a new love to Barnabas's life since uh, allegedly there was that great to great talk between Barnabas and Josette last year where she said, Barnabas, you have to move on, you know, that kind of thing. So who's he moving on to? Right, and yeah. uh, and they're not. And Julia, the fans would have loved Something between Barnabas and Julia, but you often
2: wonder could it have gone there? You know, it's
0: it's a constant question, it's a constant question, and in fact, uh, Sam Hall uh, did a piece. <clears throat> excuse me, after Dark Shadows was all was over, uh, which appeared in TV Guide called Here's What Really Happened to Barnabas and Company. And it's a famous article. It's on uh, YouTube. Roger Davis actually narrated it. Really? And it does yes and it does show what would have happened. Uh seriously. Because when Dark Shadows went off the air, uh, there were a lot of there there were a lot of uh comedians saying uh, well, Chris got a new. Chris went to a new barber shop and got a new werewolf cut, you know that kind of thing. Right. And uh, and it was pissing the fans off. They weren't taking it seriously. So Sam Hall came forth, and uh, wrote, "This is probably what would have happened." And yes, Barnabas and Julia would have gotten together and married. Um, Julia would have gotten ill. Uh, they, would, they would have taken some kind of an oriental trip, Julia would have gotten ill, By, uh, near death Barnabas realizes he loves her and they both got married and uh, also in Laura Parker's series of books, uh, Julia and Barnabas get married but Julia becomes a vampire in uh, in one of she them. She would have so. made
2: a great vampire though, she would have made a great anything though because Julia, I mean she um, mm-hmm. hurt she just had that right down. She did that. Was that? Did we have a discussion that perhaps the part of Doctor Hoffman was written for a man once upon a time? Yeah, yes,
0: was, yeah. yes, it was Julius, and uh, then uh, uh, Grayson Hall came into the picture as Sam Hall's wife, and so that was uh, and so that was changed. Uh, I mean, what and-
1: I what I would have loved basically about this time is get rid of the Barnabas vampire storyline because to be honest it's like it's such a like a second nature thing it's not even a it's not even a major part it's only something like oh we're getting a bit boring so let's let's make him bite someone all of a sudden it's it's kind of yeah. like used as like a fallback thing now
0: right. where it would
1: have been really good if he wasn't but basically he decides that okay i'm going to lead a, pr- a proper life in collinsport or whatever like this so he opens a store of haunted goods and him and Julia need to sort out these haunted goods or whatever you know these these things that have been you know cursed cursed objects and all the other stuff and they could have had so they could have gone so far with that you know what i mean they, they could have know been the war they could have hooked
2: him well, up
1: because, with Warrens, seriously yeah but, say, but he knows i mean he know he would know about all this stuff anyway so he has all this knowledge and stuff like this and they could have really utilized this but Again, I think the fans wanted Barnabas the Vampire, and so that's sure. what we got. Sure. And that's the problem. Absolutely. And I think that's what happens when you listen to the fans too much, I think, sometimes. Well, so they used to
2: it. listen to the fans. You remember, that they, they used to ask them, what would you like to see us do? Uh,
0: yeah, but and, I think that then, sometimes
1: I think you should stick to your guns and finish off a storyline. And then, and then, because I think that fans love a show, I think they do jump on board, unless you go too far. They were going by the
0: seat of their pants a lot of times. Before I forget, I want to mention, because I wasn't able to mention this last time, you'll notice that Don Briscoe is not on the show anymore. Right. And and actually, he was replaced by the Larry Chase character. And the reason for that, unfortunately, is that Don had to go into rehab, drug rehab. And uh, yeah. He went into drug rehab uh, episode 1000 or 1001 is his last uh, performance as Chris Collins, the lawyer. And he did that very well, actually. Oh. And two, two or three days later, he was in drug rehab. Sad. So that's, is that's that why
1: tough. is that why Denise Nickerson
0: disappears as well? Probably. Pro- no, she probably went on to do Willy Wonka. Yeah, because she just disappeared. Is she off the, the show like-
2: now, too? Because I noticed her lack of presence.
0: Uh, She probably is, and you're going to see Hallie Stokes, and we're not even going to talk about who she is uh, because that's too far away. But you're going to see Denise Nickerson less and less, and they never figured out, obviously, what happened with the werewolf character once uh, they got back to, uh, and yes, they go back to regular time. There's a hint, everybody. Um, But that's what happened to Don Briscoe, and that's a a shame, unfortunately. Yeah.
1: This brings us to scene six. Snap into the 1995. In the year 1995, the state of Hollywood lies abandoned in ruins. An age Carolyn babbles hysterically. Professor Stokes suggests Barnabas and Julia depart. The sheriff urges Barnabas and Julia to leave town. A falling bus <laughs> nearly kills Julia. <laughs> Barnabas and Julia follow Carolyn and hear music coming from what is apparently a playroom. Stokes reveals that both Carolyn and Quinton are insane. Barnabas and Julia see David Collins as ghosts. Colin calls to the ghost of Daphne Heridge. Julia follows Haley Stokes' ghost to the playroom. The ghost of Gerald Stiles has taken Julia into his power. The ghost of Daphne appears to Barnabas. Quentin asks Carolyn for her help. Barnabas and Julia find a dead body at Collinswood. Barnabas discovers a note containing six clues. He sees the ghost of Jared. Barnabas confronts Jared's ghost. The ghost of Haley attempts to help Barnabas and Julia. So I talk t- this, Tom.
0: This is a hoot. Uh, I, I love the... I, I love All of a sudden, you know, they run into the, the, the Collinwood of the future and everything is, is a, is a, is a, is a destructive mess. <laughs> My understanding was they went to, um, uh, Oh God, uh, the, uh, the person who did the, uh, the person who did all the uh, construction work. And why am I blanking out on his name? Uh, and, and, and said to him, listen, just, just get junk from wherever you can from junkyards and put this and, and yeah. take all the furniture out, take all the furniture out. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, it, it, it just, it, it just make it look like a shambles and he did a, and he did a great job. I mean, you know, you had to, you had to watch out. You didn't trip on your, own, you didn't trip on something, but boy, that was, it, it was my God, now they're in the future. And this was something they've always been in the past. Uh, Professor Stowe, <laughs> favorite table with that, with that hearing aid. Yeah. That, look, <laughs> that looks like it's practically falling apart. He looks like his face is falling off, the poor guy. You know, and, and, and Nancy Barrett did a great job as, as We're crazy as I, I just thought I—I I, I mean, this is when the show starts coming back for me. He's like, yeah. when I got to this, is
1: like, yeah. oh, this is cool because everyone's everyone's insane. I mean, the ghosts yeah. are insane.
0: Stokes is insane.
1: Everyone's yeah. insane.
0: Yeah. Quinns insane. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Johnson is back, and she gets killed off, and she's oh my she's, god!
2: But when she's supposedly dead, she starts blinking when she thinks the cameras off of her.
0: That's Maybe right. She's blinking. You caught a good blooper. You caught a good blooper. But it was
2: funny because you know, how long can you keep your eyes open like that and act dead without having to move your eyes? They could have handled, you know, back and forth a little
0: bit. She was, she was the only one that was half saying that she was trying to warn and that she was trying to warn Yeah, anybody. but they don't
2: really ever get down to why everybody's bat shit. I still do not understand. I are well, our... we're,
1: well, we're at the beginning of this, We're at the beginning of this, isn't this? Because this is at the end of, I mean, this is like the last what ten episodes that were that we go into this sort of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So no, why we're just do getting, all we're the ghosts defend. in
2: Dark Shadow never whether it be Gerard or David Selby's characters gonna, or whatever? They just they don't out. speak. Why don't why doesn't anybody talk? You have to wait for like a month to two months for them to start because well, go
1: because de- because they don't know what what they're probably still developing what who these characters are going to be.
0: They did that with Selby. And I think they decided, it worked with Selby. They didn't have him speak for well, a month. Well, they're doing and, this and
1: now they, with the Jim They worked Storm with part. Josette. Josette's ghost never spoke.
0: So they Andrew. figured, and it was great for the actors. All they had to do was stare into the camera and, uh, you know, and, uh, and look mean or nasty yeah. or something. And, of course, uh, Jim Storm, uh, and we are going to be talking very, very closely about him, uh, who played Gerard, had a wonderful sneer. And uh, that really, I think, scared the hell out of a lot of the fans. I, I still yeah. live with them to this day. Uh, and don't forget, I,
1: the, don't forget the queen of primetime television from the 70s and 80s, Kate Jackson. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes, indeed. That was her Finally first Finally, Daphne role.
2: makes her first appearance.
0: That was her first role right out of the Academy. And uh, she was 18 and years old. what a presence.
1: She doesn't say anything and what a bloody presence she has about it. You're kind of like you're just uh, you're like mesmerized by her. It's like, who's Mm -hmm. she?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this, I
1: mean, you know, and this is why this is how you bring new characters in and really do it well. I mean, you got these and I was just like, God, this is good. It's like, oh, another new character, oh these people are interesting. I was like, I mean Thank God. I'm sorry, Donna, but you didn't do an interview with us and you were bloody boring and I wasn't interested in you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not bitter. Really, I'm not bitter, Donna. I'm not bitter. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, born again, Christian. But, (laughs) this was, she was, I mean, this was excellent. I was like, oh my god, finally. I was like, I'm now peaked. My interest is now peaked again. I'm just like, Oh, Okay, I'm getting. I'm, I'm liking this.
2: Yeah, it was good to get back to some dark shadows, like with ghosts and well, Angelique. Yeah.
1: Well, Angelique's gone. Maggie's nowhere to be found, which is you know. I mean, you know, this has nothing to do with the actresses whatsoever. But we right. got new characters, and the only the only characters that we really have who are who are themselves is Barnabas and Julia. Everyone right. else. Are different characters. I mean, and, even though they might be playing, by they might be the same character by name, but they're, they're why well, I pick nineteen ninety
2: five. Nineteen ninety five of all times, you know. And you know, you thought at least for at least for Nancy Barrett's character Carolyn, they could have lost the vest for nineteen ninety five, the if, sweater vest thing. If this no, had I still been still added honor,
1: well, guess, not really, because if you think about it, Carolyn would have been, you know. Okay, we're, we're, She's going to be what 25 years older. So she's going to be like in her yeah. 40s, almost 50s. And people get you got to remember, our parents got stuck in their time zones <laughs> and they were about the 40s. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like your mom and your father be dressed in the same way they did. Like, you know, when they're in their 20s and you know, then they're in the 40s and 50s. but so the range,
0: But the range of Nancy Barrett, because in parallel time. You know, she was the very disappointed housewife of Will Loomis, and right, you know, and uh, She's you know, so
2: strong in this lock.
0: yeah, kind of like you know, a, a hidden drunk, you know, that kind of thing, and and maybe it was the makeup, but she, but I she really, she pulled it off. yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she was able to pull off the idea of uh, I'm not so young anymore. Life is, life has brought me down. And then that kind of thing, and then from there she goes to the crazy Carolyn, and uh, it's even it's even better than Millicent because Millicent was ignorant. Uh, yeah. But and, and it's just so these are Such she's so diverse. Characters. She she's really so, is such range, such range. And she's and a, you know, something? She's, the, she's the unsung hero of Dark Shadows. I agree. She she really is. is. I agree. And you know, what if they had instead of doing parallel time the way they did? brought them right into 1995 parallel time and had these and had these characters like that, what that would have been very, very interesting. And then they could have gone back to parallel time in the seventies. And how did they get that way? But of course, you know, this is not something that maybe they had time to think of during, you know, during the time. All I can tell you is this lasted what couple of weeks, three weeks or something right. like that. And of course it introduced, uh, hallie uh Hallie Stokes and, uh, and Gerard and Daphne and uh, you know which were you know which which were great characters but this was uh th- this was this was to me not the genius of dark shadows but this was such a refreshing it was so refreshing after seeing all this other crap that was pre- that we were proceeded with right. Uh, what, do you
2: agree?
0: I agree. I, I agree. I, I was
2: glad to see it start to pick up a little again because we get into have quite a little, you know.
1: Well, the interesting thing is Joan Bennett in 1995 was dead. Yes, right. and so was Roger, I believe. And Roger as well, and their character's not in this. It's like that's, that's right. Weird. That's right. That's well, right.
2: where did they disappear? Supposedly, but they never say where they disappeared to. So I don't know if they're dead still or if they've just disappeared.
1: Yeah, but I'm talking about in real life they were dead. They died by night.
2: Well yeah, I know by this time. I'm just saying well, in, like, in, so the show. In, in
1: a way, in a way that's kind of scary. You're like, oh
0: and Selby you know, was good.
1: Looking looking at it now.
0: And Selby, Selby was, was good. Nuddy yeah. Quentin. Oh he was uh, oh he was great. I mean you know in terms of he did uh, a
2: fantastic job in this particular block as well.
0: David <laughs> is dead.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah David is dead yep yep. I
2: think not a
1: very happy die. timeline is it i like it though that's what i quite like about it. how does david die do they tell us not or yet i'm not I'm, a
0: ghost. not yet you're gonna see so
1: so we got that uh we got you know and everyone and and look carolyn i mean the thing is is like you know here we got this vibrant young woman who basically never marries. she's like an old spinster
0: Right. You know, it's like, right.
1: it, so you, so you well, got that comparison of Carolyn when the show first started being this vibrant person and love had
0: men too old for her. But Well, but, no, she had, so she had married Jed. She uh, had married Jed back in 1970. So she was just a widow that had never yeah. married since.
1: Yeah. But so, so that was kind of a loveless marriage, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But it's just kind of like, but you're kind of just watching this going. Well yeah, I mean she married Jed, but I mean that uh, they couldn't even consummate Jeb. their Jed. Yeah, they couldn't they couldn't consummate their um no um, because they had to keep moving because there was a shadow. <laughs>
2: but they did show that <laughs> <laughs> Oh that's right. a shadow <laughs> They did though. obviously they to sleep together though. To they did obviously sleep together. They didn't have the one bed scene
0: that well, yeah. the heavy and, breathing and, and to,
1: Yeah and the heavy and breathing. Then, and then they get, and then they get back, and he breaks up with her. And then, of course, the Leviathan storyline dies at that point. Where it just moves, we jump forward to the parallel time after that. So we don't even know what happened to that marriage, right? So I mean, because he's divorcing her, so in effect, he's probably got it
0: annulled. You know, we don't know. No, I don't know what they did. I think. Uh you know i mean they were married long enough uh, so i think she was just a widow i think i think in fact the credits always referred to her as carolyn stoddard hawks yeah after that so okay
1: yeah because i'm just saying that when they get back to collinswood after their honeymoon and he says i don't want we're no longer going to be together and then after that we don't know because then we jumped to parallel time and so we don't know what happened to that storyline because like with most dark shadows there's a lot of loose ends with dark shadows (laughs) it just kind of
2: disappears and doesn't come back again
1: i mean unless you know unless they get back to present time and we get to hear some more but at the moment we we never find out so i just assume that maybe they got annulled or something because he because the last time we saw these two together he said i no longer want to see you we're no longer going to stay married and then the and then we got jumped to another time. So. And then he
0: got killed. And then he got killed. And I think she and knew about killed. that. So I always assumed she was a widow uh, yeah. rather than I don't think there was any annulment. They didn't They didn't annulment. bring back the old lawyers in the first year. Because uh, the, the
1: last thing he says to her before he dies is that I know, um, we're no longer married. I never want to see you again. That's the last thing he says to her. And then mm-hmm, he dies.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: So, that's the reason why. So, I mean, that's probably, if she was totally in love with him, that probably really screwed her up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She was in love with the devil, wasn't she, in, in all honesty? But, so. but, but I mean, did he really love her,
2: though. I just don't know why. I still don't understand
1: why. He yeah, but he was he was the devil, though, wasn't he? He was like a Satan child, or he was like Rosemary's baby, wasn't he? He was
0: Rosemary's baby, and she would have had to turn into that. a flag from the stand, that- I guess. Into yeah. that Leviathan monster or something. Once they got going, I
2: don't care, but I still love Leviathan storyline. I don't know why. Everybody I like, it a,
0: so yeah, much. I did
1: too.
0: I did too. Looking really... at it years later, it has stuff that you didn't really see when you saw it originally. Well, a
2: lot of people weren't Lovecraft fans back in the time. Yeah, that's one thing. Either, and
0: and they also did not like the idea of Barnabas being evil the way he was, and uh, they just couldn't get into it. You know. Uh, because uh, it was, uh, but it's interesting to note that the reason he got out of it was again because they wanted to kill Julia. So once again, we come back to the Barnabas Julia. They're the real, they're the real soulmates, and they don't even know. Oh it. yeah, they don't know it. yeah. They yeah, really are
2: fun. too. It's it's kind of rough watching Julia pine for Barnabas, and then you know when you see her in this block, especially. I don't. Julia was so strong. In this and block, Barnabas,
1: and, but the thing is, Barnabas looks at Julian and goes, I can't date you. We're too age appropriate. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is true, it does not follow oh, the formula of Anchor TV. Oh. <laughs> Older man,
1: young, beautiful woman. I, 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 I only go out with people in their 20s. <laughs> <laughs> I want to yeah.
0: I, I mention just, because, just before, um, and again, this is uh, kind of apocryphal because it goes. Uh, for those of you there aren 't a lot of real bloopers in this block uh, they did a They did a hell of a job but the the best one that you can go back to is if anybody 's interested in going back to episode nine ninety nine in the credits and you 've got angelique 's room and in parallel time and you see the picture of angelique in the lower left hand corner is a crewman eating a sandwich <laughs> and yeah. he 's just chewing he's just chewing on the damn and he, it looks like he's chewing cut actually cuz he keeps chewing and chewing and chewing and 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 they didn't even see it yet and it's on there for at least 2 minutes while the credits are rolling and then the camera slowly shifts away from him onto the picture of Angelique but that is certainly uh that's certainly something for the books uh, and I wanted I to mention that
2: watching her trying not to blink was just so funny because they should have really been so long. I mean, they were pinned on her face for like I don't know how long, and they just didn't, you know,
0: exactly. This is
2: Johnson's face, they really needed to take, I mean, she needed a break, man, really
0: bad. But, <laughs> but this, but this guy, he looked like a bum literally. He had he was uh looked like he had three days growth on his face, and he was wearing well,
2: that the 70s. Where the, where the, shirt. The, the hair, married. the the poli shirt, dye, the, the summer of poly- love that stuff. He's an older
0: guy, polyester. And he was, polyester plaid,
2: plaid no, no,
0: uh,
2: and tweed.
0: What do you call? It? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the a lumberjack shirt. What do you call those? Uh, uh, um, you know what the um, heck lesbian is it? shirts? What are they called? <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no no the, the plaid the lumberjack
0: shirt that's right that's right
2: that's, that's what they are lumberjack shirts
0: what do yeah you but they, there's another name for them yeah flannel flannel,
2: flannel 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 he's
0: wearing a flannel shirt you know yeah. it looks you know looked like looked, maybe maybe he needed heat I don't know, you know maybe he was a
1: lesbian that, <laughs> I
0: guess you'd have to ask him I, I guess maybe it was gender
1: uh, fluid He's ahead of his time. <laughs> Always look
0: at the credits, guys. You'll never know. You never know. Most of them are basically okay, but you never know what you're going to find. And by the way, there's a different costumer. Rams Stoller, apparently, I heard, had an argument with Curtis in 1970, and so they have a different... Costumer, Stanley Simmons, I believe. Uh, I can't believe
2: Dan Curtis would argue with anybody.
0: Well, (laughs) he did. He did uh, when he was there. Uh, Let's put it that way. So, where are we going now, Guy?
1: We're going to best storyline and worst storyline. And we'll start off with Vicky. What's your best storyline and what's your worst storyline?
2: Uh, God, I don't know how to put it in a best storyline. I would have to say the, the storyline that got me, that, like, who's doing the murdering? That was hard. I, I was confused and I didn't follow it well. <laughs> Sometimes I have comprehension i am a limited individual sometimes
1: huh comprehension deficit
2: yes definitely a deficit in this instance it could have been the one i fell asleep during now but i i I don't know if you call it so much a story so much there's so much about off and on there was things little nuances and this that i really liked. but i really enjoyed the hell out of watching barnabas and julia's friendship you know, into best mm-hmm. friends, kind of. It mm-hmm. was just, it was just great. Part of this, I'm scared. I mean, I've never seen Julia so freaking scared of haunted house my entire life. She should be used mm-hmm. to that shit by now. But it was it's funny. It more part of, of this, I can't take it anymore. But I mean, it was just fun watching them and how he he genuinely loves her as a friend and he wants to find her and. You know, it's just, I just, I enjoyed that a lot because they're just really, they got chemistry together as friends or whatever you want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, as as far as acting or whatever, they just got something going on and they're just really good together.
0: I only wish that they, uh, that Grayson Hall had gone to the Dark Shadows conventions. uh, She was already ill at that point. Uh Because I personally think uh, a convention with Fred and Grayson Hall would have been a real, real sellout. Sellout! Yeah. Oh my God! You know they would have asked her, "Oh, do Julia, buy do Barbara, do Barbara?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she would probably coast about. It. You know, she was uh, no uh, Grayson Hall was uh, quite a shrewd woman from what I understand. Very much Grace, so. That very smart woman, and uh, she was not. Uh, she called this. She called the spade the spade. Let's put it that way. She. Uh,
2: she doesn't she, look like she would not stand on ceremony too much.
0: Nope, nope, not even not even sit on it. Uh, so she was really something else.
1: And what about yourself, Tom? What's your best storyline and worst
0: storyline of this block? Best storyline, as far as I'm concerned, and I said it before, is the 1995. Uh, it is uh, it is an absolute tour de force in uh, in Dark Shadows. It gives everybody a chance to, to act crazy, uh, with the exception of uh, Mrs. Johnson, who's acting frightened to death, which is uh, another thing that Clarice Blackburn really needed individual. a chance
2: to get her eyes under-eyed and, you know, let her blink. It, it, it,
0: Paying exactly. away the camera from Mrs. Johnson. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you had that with other, you know, to be fair, you had that in the first year with Joan Bennett, who yeah. uh, who was uh, in the hospital at one point, and she was looking, uh, you know, she was supposed to be in a coma, and she looked at the camera, uh, opened her eyes, and then closed her eyes again. So, uh, yeah. you know, so, so that's not the first, and it won't be the last, but uh, there is... Uh, it's a very, very nice introduction to what's going to be happening afterward, uh, and uh, I only wish it had been on for longer. Now, the worst storyline, uh, and I'm looking at it, I I think that the, the, perils, the, the perils of Maggie, that was just too drawn out and too long, and hiding her at the farmhouse. They do this they're, they're
2: kind of like their go-to um, tragedy or – or filler for something. What's that? It's almost like they use the Maggie, you know, the the, the damsel in distress thing for like a mm-hmm. go-to filler. Sometimes, yeah,
0: yeah. And it got, and it's already, it's already, it, it was great when Alexander Mulkey was doing it in the first year, right? But I mean, come on. After a while, it just gets. It 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 just gets boredom and, and, and again, he listen, uh Chris Pennock may rest in peace did a great job as we talked about it, Cyrus and but I but it but the but the writing wasn't really enough. And uh the idea of Quentin never trusting it's a lot of negativity and they don't seem to be having any fun. You know, they just they're just yeah. busy. They're just busy looking at the, looking behind each other's backs and who's going to murder who and is he going to use the sword or are they going to use a pin for Angelique or something like that? Whereas the 1995 was they're just sitting there and giggling and babbling, you know, and you just you just say, "Oh my God, you know it's just uh, it's just a totally different tone and a totally different ambiance. So that's my take on uh, best and worst. My
1: best storyline is the 1995, because it was brilliant. I had my interest peaked. Mm. The worst storyline, yeah, yeah, um, I got so much to choose from. But (laughs) I'm going to... I'm gonna say the whole Roxanne storyline because it's like it's like Adam without the fun or anything. Right. It just kind of yeah. just yeah. I just what I just didn't care. I was like I just gave up the ghost at that point. Um, but ninety five <laughs> um, brought it back for me. So yeah. So now we get to favorite and least favorite character. What about yourself, Tom? Who's your favorite character and your least favorite character in this block?
0: I will, let's see. I'm going to say as far as best character is is Selby. Because if you, but you really have to look at the big picture in terms of this. Yes, he plays a real P-R-I-C-K here. Uh, and he's, uh, you do, the, it's my way or the highway. And, uh, totally paranoid, totally not believing. But remember that, but remember the man's acting range and remember yeah. the Quentin from 1897. And then the Quentin from our time, uh, which is a much more mollified, uh, I want to fit in version. Uh, and those are three different, um, acting. Goals or foci and Selby does a wonderful job with them. He does a wonderful job with them, and and of course you know the, you know and of course Fred is you know Fred is Fred you know I mean there's there's nothing to take away from that but I think that Selby really really uh, did a did a great job. Uh, least favorite character was probably. Uh, the extra. I'm just taking a quick look, but I think it was, it was the, yeah, it it was the extra who uh, showed uh, the apartment to John Yeager. He had a he had a one day walk on. Austin, oh God,
2: yeah,
0: that guy was a, he was a mess. Austin something, and uh, I'll get that I'll get that one of these days. And I think he went on to a couple of, uh, he went on to a couple of movies. Uh, but he was, but, but he was uh, oh, uh, well, you know, this is, this is me and this is what we're doing. And what are you doing with that knife? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So that was, uh, you know, they didn't give him a lot to do, but he didn't do a lot with it. And so that's my take on it.
1: What about yourself, Vix Who's your favorite and least favorite character?
2: Uh, I have two favorites, and that would be Julia and Carolyn because they both exceeded outside of their comfort zones. I'm sure, and it's probably easier for like like you said for uh, Grace and Hall because she was just a very gifted actress, and and Nancy Barrett just held it together, and she she's very diverse, and like Tom said, her range is I agree. outstanding. I mean, she she really can steal the show, and I just, as far as, as Characters, I didn't. I hate to say this because I love KLS, but Maggie's character—it was just too pathetic, and it's not her fault. She was written that way. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just want you know, Maggie. I know they gotta have the damsel distress, and she's beautiful, and she's sweet, and she's like America's sweetheart type stuff. But they need to toughen her up, like Xena Zena her a little bit, like give her some Amazon warrior stuff going on, just once, you know. But It is what it is. And I think that's where we see the repetition with the storyline a little bit, trying to squeak in. And Roxanne, she hasn't been around enough for me to really not like. So, other than that, I'm good.
1: My best character is going to be Julia Hoffman, because I loved her as Evil, and I liked it when she came back, because I was so like, thank God she's back. So I had one of those euphoria moments. Least favorite character, I'm going to go with Roxanne, because she irritates me. She irritates me. so if she did an interview with us, maybe I would be so bitter, but she didn't. There <laughs> Donna, with all my love. Well, okay. we can't Sit wait to hear that, that
0: one, Keith. Yeah.
1: On
2: we that. got to Let's the stay. point where people are people, we don't care
1: anymore. It's okay. At least Jesus loves her. That's anyway, right. <laughs> as we move forward. Um... <laughs> this is the end of the um literary license podcast for dark shadows our next episode will be including um August and September episodes started with 1071 or 1070 to 1113. And we'll see that with there. next week. Um, our episode will be Battle Royales, our book to stream. And I'll be doing the Japanese movie from 2005. And of course, we'll be continuing our make remake with King Kong, the original, and the 2005 Peter Jackson remake. And I believe our. Um, two for one, which is the '80s. We'll be doing "Society" by Brian Yansda and "Parents." While well, we we'll discuss a whole month of basically what kind of family we're glad that we're not born into. So, again, this one we'll see you next time for "Dark Shadows." We'll be discussing up to episode 113. So, it's good night for myself and good night, Tom.
0: Good night to everybody. Pleasure. Good night, Vix.
2: Good night, everybody. Take care of each other.
0: And we'll see you next time for
1: Battle Royale for book to screen and the Japanese film from 2005. Sorry, 1995. Thank you. Good night, y'all.
0: Where do we go from here? This isn't where we intend it to be. We had it all you believed in me. I believed in you Certainties disappear What do we do For a dream to survive How do we keep All our passions alive
2: As we used to do Deep in my heart Time am concealing Things that I'm longing to say Scared to confess What I'm feeling Frightened You'll slip away You must love me You must love me Why are you at my side,
0: how can I be in use to you now, give me a chance and I'll let you see how, nothing has changed